and welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. On this episode, we'll hear dance writer and editor-in-chief of Dance Life magazine, Cheryl Osula, interviewing company dancer Max Cawthorn. This interview was recorded on February 19th, 2017, before a performance of the full-length ballet Frankenstein. Hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. I know a lot of people are still coming in, but we're going to get started here. Welcome. Thank you for joining us at the War Memorial Opera House and this performance of San Francisco Ballet's Program 3, Liam Scarlett's Frankenstein. (laughs) I'm Cheryl Osula, a writer for San Francisco Ballet, and I'm happy to have as my guest today corps de ballet dancer Max Cawthorn. He has reanimated himself after debuting as Victor Frankenstein last night to be here and chat with us today. Welcome, Max. Hi, thank you. So my guest is a homegrown San Franciscan in two senses of the word. Uh, Max is a native San Franciscan, and he trained exclusively at San Francisco Ballet from the first class for little guys to uh, his training as a member of the San Francisco Ballet School trainee program. He was uh, invited to be an apprentice in 2013 and was uh, offered a position in the Corps de Ballet the following year. So it wasn't long before he started dancing featured roles, um, including in Helgi Thomason's Nutcracker and Giselle, and in ballets by Miles Thatcher, Val Canaparoli, Yuri Posikov, Chris Wielden, and on and on. But Victor Frankenstein is a coup for anyone, especially for a dancer as young as you are. So, after debuting last night in a terrific performance, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. Um, I feel tired. Um... Uh, this it's a very demanding ballet um physically but also emotionally um it's very draining i don't know how many of you have seen it so far this year uh in the last couple of days um but as you'll see today if you're if you're watching um it's a very intense ballet um the first act you're basically on the whole time um you have three pretty long and intense potatoes four actually um a solo that's also very rigorous. Um, so I was definitely happy to get home and get to bed last night. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel good. And you've got a couple days off. So you're dancing again uh, on Tuesday. What do you, what's your, what does your life look like between now and then? Um, I'll take tomorrow pretty easy. Um, I don't have to do anything today, obviously. I have to cover the show just in case, but um, I'll take tomorrow pretty much off. Um, lots of ice, lots of heat and rest and um, good food and everything. And then Tuesday we have rehearsals for the next couple ballets. Um, I'll probably work with my partner, Lauren Strong, in a little bit um, for Frankenstein and then the show that evening. When he says cover the show, he means that he needs to be here in case somebody gets injured or ill and he needs to go on stage in a hurry. If you're just coming in, I'm chatting with uh, corps de ballet dancer Max Cawthorn. So um, what was your 
your first thought? Do you remember what was going through your head when you were told you were going to learn Victor? Yeah. I mean, so I had, um, it was kind of uh, an unusual circumstance. Um, a year ago, January, so January of 2016, I, I had a, a, a private rehearsal and basically an audition um, where Liam taught me one of the paradas um, to see how it would fit, basically. Um, and then when we came back to it in the fall this year, 2000, well, fall of 2016, but part of this season for us, um, I was fourth cast, um, which I was already thrilled about. And then, unfortunately, due to injury, I had to go in for Carlos. Um, and, I mean, I've... I. I feel very, very humbled to be among the stars that I am, um, but it's it's been really wonderful. That's a great that's a great story because I wasn't aware of that little you know kind of sneak sneak preview audition you had with Liam. So you know one of the things about this ballet, you know there 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 aren't a lot of full length story ballets in which the man is is the principal character, and there are actually three great male roles in this ballet. Um, you know, and you've already alluded to you know four potatoes and a solo. There's a lot going on. So t- can you talk to us just a little bit about about stamina and just you know what it takes mentally to do a ballet like this? Well, that's that's the interesting part is that I think um, to get through it physically, it's easiest when you're completely mentally captivated with the character. Um, so, and that can be hard to maintain sometimes for me personally between going off stage and having a 20-minute intermission where you have to change and you have to do this and that and get ready that are all things that Max is doing and then you have to get back into the mindset of Victor uh, so for me, that's that's a challenge sometimes. Um, but the being being mentally with the character is definitely the easiest way to be physically able to continue. Um, Liam's done an incredible job at making all of the movements and timing and musicality of things very organic um, and natural. Um, so it doesn't require a lot of thought to to think about, I have to do this next, and this comes after this, and this, and it's not, it's not about the steps, it's about the progression of the whole ballet, the whole movement. Um, so that's, that's how I'm able to sort of stay on top of it. If you're just coming in, I'm chatting with corps de ballet dancer Max Cawthorn. Um, so one of the potatoes that you dance is actually with the creature, um, and, uh, Liam has done a really wonderful job capturing the, the, the essential themes in Mary Shelley's book, which is much more of a story about love and what happens when love is denied uh, than it is a monster story. Um, and one of the ideas that she, that she brings forth in the book is, is that Victor and the creature are two aspects of the same person. And you, I think you really see that in the, in the third act that you have with the creature. Can you just tell us a little bit from your perspective what's happening in that scene for you? Yeah, I mean, the, the third act, um, it's hard to tell whether the creature's actually 
in the ball scene or if he's just a figment of Victor's imagination. Um, I remember my parents saw the show and they, they were asking me that. And to be honest, I don't have an answer. For me, he, he's a figment of my imagination. He's something that people don't see. He's a part of myself that's a demon. Um, that it, it's, it's more of an internal struggle to overcome. Um, the final parada is incredibly brutal for the creature because he's just done the whole waltz, which is very demanding, and then another, you know, five-minute parada with Elizabeth, with um, my Victor's love. And then he has to then go on to do a parada with Victor. So for him, he's very tired. Um, but for me, I've had a bit of a break, so I can try to help him out a little bit. Um, but he's, 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 pretty, he's pretty shot by that time. Yeah, I remember that um, the ballet master was here from the Royal Ballet was saying that, yes, the, the creature is a figment of Victor's imagination at that point but he does become real by the time you guys have your your pot de right yeah, yeah yeah and it's it's you know you guys are a little rough with each other <laughs> it looks like a, a tough one to get through yeah there's my interpretation of it is involves a lot of throwing yourself to the floor and you know big drama and things like that um which is sometimes more difficult than the actual pot de so you have, um, you mentioned Elizabeth, who is the, the woman um, Victor loves, and you have three potatoes with her, one in each act, and they're all pretty extensive. So, and they're all really different in, in quality because, pretty much because of the emotional state Victor is in at each of those points in the ballet. Um, so do you, do you have a favorite? Or do, talk to us about, like, just the differences in those potatoes. Um they're all very different. Um, the first, the first act, Parada, is very happy and very innocent and in love and and just completely enthralled with each other. Um, and the second act, Parada, which I think would be my favorite, um, if I had to choose one, um, is interesting because it has that aspect it has that aspect of just total captivation with this person but you also are tormented by this creature that you've created this demon that's within yourself um and trying to trying to protect the people that you love by not saying anything but that's also why everything is is going so wrong um, so that one has has a lot of depth to it, um, and it's very demanding for the character. Um, and I'm incredibly fortunate to have Lauren Strong in as my partner, and who's always in character and has made it so easy for me to be in character. Um, the third act, Potterda, is the slowest, and it's also as my paranoia is evolving and and turning into this real manifestation. Um, so that one I also really enjoy, but I think I would have to choose second act as my favorite. If you're just coming in, I'm chatting with corps de ballet dancer, Max Cawthorn. They're, they're all really beautiful. I mean, Liam's choreography is just, is so full and so lush and, and so ridden with character. Um, but I know that he also 
you know, allows a little bit of room for individualization. So because he wants you to be your victor, can you tell us where are those kinds of places where you're allowed to, to show your characterization? Liam is incredibly, um, he, he, all of the casts, if you are able to see all three casts, we do it entirely different. Um, and there's moments that are incredibly similar and the same, but, and we all have the same intention, but we also interpret things differently. We've all experienced things differently. Um, for me, um, I tend to focus a lot on the guilt behind my actions, uh, Victor's actions, um, the guilt of, of, of holding secrets back and harming people that you love when trying to help them. Um, and that's where, that's where a lot of my, where I'm able to express a lot of my emotion. Um, but it's also, it's being able to tap into that as well as the, the, the youthful love, just total joy and innocence. Um, but it's, it's really interesting that Liam is so open to letting, everyone interpret things their own way. He, he doesn't want it to be stifled and stiff. He wants it to be individual and all of us have different experiences and will interpret his, his vision different ways. Um, and that's, I think that's what makes it so interesting to see. I would imagine too, uh, this ballet in, a, in addition to having a tremendous amount of dancing has a tremendous amount of business just, you know, things happening on stage, going over and, you know, looking at a, at a model of a skeleton or pulling a body part out of a box or whatever. Um, so it seems like that would be a place where that kind of individualization can come in quite a bit because you're, you're kind of, you're free to move as your victor would. Is that, is that true? Yeah, absolutely. The, the creation scene is incredibly detailed and there's a lot of things that you have to remember and there's a lot of things that um, happen in a certain order um, for it to make sense um, but if you were to do all of those things just in the order it still wouldn't make sense because you have to give it you have to you have to give the sense that you're thinking the sense that it's spontaneous the sense that you don't know what you're doing next uh, and that's that's another thing that um, that Liam has been very very keen on trying to get us to to achieve. That for me is is a challenge sometimes, but it's it's a fun challenge. Are are there any places in all of that kind of business stuff that are really tricky in terms of timing? You have a certain amount of music, and you need to accomplish a certain amount. Um, I'm starting to get better at putting the limbs. <laughs> On the creature, um, that's it takes that's practice. A, yeah, it takes practice. That's that's a that's a difficult timing one because if you do too fast, like I remember on my dress rehearsal, I did it too fast, and then I had too much time, and then I relaxed, and then I got late for the next part. Um, so there's there's it's 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 all about moderation. Um, but I, I I think I'm starting to get starting to get a rhythm to it. Do you, do you recall like what part of the ballet took the most rehearsal time? What was most complex to learn? Um, to learn, 
I, it's okay if, if nothing comes to mind. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say because um, all of the paradas are, they feel like they're about the same length. Um, and the, the creation scene probably is the most, is the most things to remember in order um, and timing and things like that. Um, but it's, it's, again, it's, it's about the progression of it. So none of them feel like they're particularly long. The first act feels like there's a lot happening, um, but it just feels like a natural progression of the whole story. There's just a lot to learn, period. So I suspect I may know the answer to this question, but do you have a favorite part? <laughs> um, the I think the second act part of it would be my favorite. Um, but there's also a moment which is has always been the most challenging for me that is also one of my favorites. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything. Spoiler alert. Okay, we're not going to go there. Um, it's, it's in the second act, and it's towards the end, um, and Victor feels very, very guilty for something, and the creature re- reappears. Um, and that's, it's a very challenging moment to portray guilt and fear and, and sorrow and all these things at once, um, but that's why it's also really, really fun. We're going to open this up to questions from you in just a moment, but I wanted to first just zip back in time briefly and, um, and ask you just about, you know, you, you trained in the same building that the company rehearses in um, all those years. Um, you know, when you, when you joined the company, um, did you ever have the feeling that so many of us have experienced sort of imposter syndrome? Like, you know, oh, I shouldn't be here. Um, what was that experience like for you transitioning? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel that more and more, actually, um, which I don't know is like the natural way that that happens, but it's just the case. Um, when I first joined the company, as you, like I had been in the school for nine years before that, um, this is my 12th year in the building, so I felt pretty comfortable. Um, coming into the company was a challenge only because you don't want to, you, you want to show respect to the other dancers that have been here before you. Um, and it's, it's, it's an important, I believe it's an important thing to, to show respect. Um, but that's also, I think, why now I'm starting to feel like um, I'm, I'm a little bit out of water. Um, I'm, I'm among, I'm working with incredibly talented and amazing artists and just the best people I could imagine, um, from the court of ballet to the soloist to the principals. And so the more I am able to see that, the more I feel responsibility to step up as well. Is it the kind of thing where uh, as the more you become aware of the situation, the more you realize what you've gotten into and, and have, to, have to live up to? Yeah, I, I was talking to someone about this recently that right before the show, it sort of feels like a roller coaster um, where 
you're incredibly nervous and you kind of want to get off, but you don't want to get off either. Um, and you know it's going to be insanely fun and you know that you're safe and prepared and everything's going to go fine, but you still can't help feeling so, so nervous. Um, and then it arcs and then you just have a blast, but until that point, it's hard to get there. Okay, so I am going to open this up to all of you, and I would ask that you ask one question each and keep it brief. So, um, yes. How familiar were you with the Frankenstein story before you took on the role? Um, not very. Um, I didn't read the book. I have the book, um, and have been meaning to read it, but between, between, it's too late now, between the um, rehearsals and shows and doing school and things like that, I just couldn't find the time, um, which I think has helped and probably hindered in some ways, um, but I think it's also allowed me to hone in on Liam's vision for the ballet and Liam knows the story very very well um, and I've I've been fortunate enough to be guided in the best hands possible yes what are some of your other favorite roles that you've danced um I really love Sweet on Blanc um, which I did my first year in the company um, it was also my first first performance with the company, I believe. Um, I weirdly like Nutcracker. I know that that's like not such an interesting answer, but it's kind of fun and and it doesn't require. It's not so stress ridden. Um, that was your first principal role, though, probably right, King of the Snow. Would that have been the first one? Yeah, probably. Um, I love pretty much all of Yuri's work. Um, I think Swimmer is an incredible ballet, and I, I got to do one of the, the soloist guys in, in that, which was really fun. Um, there's, there's, I, I feel, there, there's a lot. I mean, I feel very, very fortunate for what I've gotten so far. Yes. I, the question is, what are you doing in school? Are you still in school? I am. Um, my class hasn't started. It's on trimesters, so each um, it depends on each class is at a different time. Um, so my next class, I think, is is uh, like music history. Um, there's the way it's organized is there's ten core classes that you have to you have to take, and then you have all your electives that you sort of tailor your your degree towards. Um, so right now it's a lot of reading and writing and, and things like that. Um, but afterwards I'm not really sure what I'm going to do on my electives. Probably some psychology, probably some physical therapy, probably just sort of feel my way through things. <laughs> and you're doing the LEAP program at St. Mary's, which is designed for dancers, right? Yes. Yeah. So we have school on Sundays from 6 to 10. Yes. Oh. 
I think the question was, has, has training in ballet lengthened your neck? <laughs> you know, it's hard to say. Um, <laughs> um, probably a little bit of both. <laughs> I think it's naturally this way, for the most part. <laughs> That's also one of the best questions I could be asked. That's amazing. So, Max, about that neck. Yeah. Okay. So, Yes. What, what stands out to you about Liam's choreography, perhaps, that makes it unique from other works that you've done? Uh, Liam is very... Um, when he's... Because last year he created Fearful Symmetries on us, um, and he, he's very sure in what he wants. He's very, very clear with his movement and what he wants in the movement. Um, but it's... I think it's interesting because it's also very intention-driven, um, so, and that's, that's what makes a whole aura of a ballet is, is the intention. And that's what he cares about most, um, in, in my, in my opinion. Um, I, I can't speak for him, of course, but, um, it's, it's, it's very, his movement is very round. It always continues. It always flows one thing to the next. Um, and that, that for us, for the dancer, for me, it, creates a whole arc um and that's how it's easy to to remember steps you don't have to think this step comes next after this step it's it's just one complete movement rather than different individual steps okay anyone else let's see i thought i saw another hand out there ah yes Uh, she's she's asking about um, Liamisms. Um, <laughs> so you know, every choreographer has you know movement quality that that be, is uniquely theirs, um, and and there are Liamisms in this ballet. Do, can can you speak to that at all? And things that you've observed that are consistent in his work. Um, it's, there's, there's a lot of focus on hands, um, and that's, that's a theme at least within, um, Fearful Symmetries in this, um, is, is the use of hands. Um, you'll see the creature, um, grab Victor in very particular ways, and they're very expressive, and they, they express intent, um, whatever that intention may be. Um, and I think, I think that that's probably a, a, that's that's the first theme that comes to my mind between at least between fearful symmetries and, and this yeah he he also um works he likes a very very open chest in classical ballet the arms don't go behind the torso but he likes that so watch especially in the first the first scene um with the maid staff i think you can see that pretty clearly but there yeah there are just little specifics like that 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 choreographers tend to um, prefer and, and use to make their work distinctive. Anyone else out there? Uh, 
between different what? Oh. Is there any kind of collaboration going on between the different casts? Yeah, I mean, we, we all watch each other. Um, I've watched Joe and his cast and Aaron and his cast countless times. Um, so there's, there's collaboration in the sense that I'm noticing things that they do that I would also like to do that I think reads well. Um, but there's also, I mean, we've, before we were on the stage, we were in a lot of the same rehearsals together. We're doing things, um, almost always together. Um, and, and they, they'll provide me with insight. And if I notice something that I think works really well, I'll mention it to them as well. So there's, there's a back and forth. There, there's a dialogue about, about how to, how to keep the character as best we can. Okay, I think we need to wrap this up. I am hearing the rumbling start backstage as they get things ready for all of you. Um, I do want to say that this was Max's first Meet the Artist interview, and he did a great job. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. listening to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. For more podcasts, educational programming, and other information, check out sfballet.org.